1: Our team of trained specialists are available with 24 7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results.
2: How did you feel about the interaction between uh, President Trump and uh, the Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu, yesterday?
0: I thought it was it was a legitimate inter- legitimately interesting. I uh, I am no fan of Trump uh, and uh, am kind of uh, neither here nor there on Netanyahu. <coughs> Excuse me, um, but there's the the thing that Trump brings, which is. Uh, potentially interesting and useful is he kind of cuts through the crap. Uh, He can really quickly. So it's sort of in the middle of just kind of sitting there and talking, he turns to Netanyahu and says, you know, you realize you got to ease up on the settlements,
2: right? Uh, Which is a level of... (laughs) But the media criticized him for whatever, like, he doesn't know what he's talking about, but for the average day American, they understood what he was saying.
0: Yeah, and uh, and that also completely wrong-footed Netanyahu. I mean, that's the same message in a sense, that Barack Obama had been giving to them, especially at the tail end of his presidency when he kind of just uh, went ham and, and started uh, criticizing Israel willy-nilly. But that, it's the same message, but the delivery was completely off in an interesting kind of wrong-footy type of way because Netanyahu is very chummy with Trump.
2: Yeah, he wasn't what, happy about it.
0: No, what could he do? I mean, he, <laughs> and he had to sort of sit there and smile and kind of agree. Uh, and, uh, and I, I especially like the, the kicker of Trump, which is like, you know that, right? Uh, <laughs> presidency, you know, carries a lot, in my mind, a lot of risks, including its foreign policy, but for him just to kind of like, you know, look at things, it's kind of what he did with Taiwan, which... Do you think
2: that's a flip-flop, though? Do you think the whole thing with Israel is a flip-flop?
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just like what is a deeply held belief that, uh, that Donald Trump has? I don't so think he has one.
2: I don't think he has a belief. I mean, he has a system.
0: couple. He has a couple. Uh, on on trade, he is a The right, right. firm believer in the fiction that we can have a mercantilist system uh, and just, you know, the tariffs uh, right. all the way down. And he
2: speaks Which, a lot about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he has for 30 years. He's been, it's one of the few issues that he's been consistent on over time he's always been uh you know super tough on crime type of guy he talks like people did in the 1980s about crime uh you know and whereas a lot of the national conversation has since moved on and gotten into criminal justice reform that is not for the most part a conversation that Trump has been uh involved with and foreign policy he's just kind of uh, he will veer in this direction and veer that direction uh, but i don't think he's had a very consistent i mean he even he gave an interview Uh, with uh, uh, build the Newspaper in Germany and uh, also the Times of London. It was a joint interview in January, I think right before taking office. And he said in the same paragraph, (laughs) which is great, not great, it's just kind of crazy, uh, (laughs) that... uh, like, hey, you know, we've been in Afghanistan 17 years. What the hell are we doing there? Oh, yes, that's a very, very good point. And then in, within a sentence or two, he says, well, the problem is we're not letting our, our guys win. So if <laughs> just let them win, then that's going to do it. It's like, no, you're, you're almost there. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that he has a, a real consistent through line uh, on foreign policy aside with, What about you know,
2: the whole, you know, moving the embassy to Jerusalem? and now he's like, eh, yeah, we'll get there when we get there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of his political appeal is uh, going after those issues that Republicans always say but never mean. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, crackdown on, on uh, illegal immigration. It's a, uh, Republicans will give lip service to that, but it doesn't really feel like they, that they actually do something. And there's this restive feeling in not just the Republican base, but in Americans in general, they're sick and tired of politicians saying these things. And so Trump has made great hay out of like, no, screw it. I'm actually going to do it. Now let's see who's talking kind of thing. Um, so I am going to renegotiate NAFTA from the first day. Although, of course, he hasn't quite done that. But, you know, he's, he's definitely going to do
2: something. But I think NAFTA. it's still uh, on his radar, though. I think because he's always talking about NAFTA. You know, yeah. you hear him say it all the time. So I, I think that's definitely on his radar.
0: Um, and so the Jerusalem thing, I mean, Republicans have been paying lip service to that uh, for decades. Uh, but it, it's one of those things that you say to get elected, and then you quickly forget. Uh, and he's like, screw it, why don't I say that? And it also helped him during the election, because there's a lot of Jewish groups uh, or Israel-focused groups uh, that were pretty skeptical of him for the not insignificant reason that there's a lot of weirdos that are hanging around the Trump campaign, <laughs> uh, some of whom have some kind of uh, questionable ideas uh, and uh, appeal among certain segments of the population. So you know that was a way of saying I'm going to outfox you by um, uh, you know appointing uh, a pretty uh, 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 very strongly pro-Israel amb- ambassador and also uh, and move uh, move the capital or move the embassy. I think that uh, you know he's going to find out the governing's hard, <laughs> uh, and uh, and that he's not going to inevitably he's going to have he's going to. Uh, come up against the limitations of his own ability just to just to do things, kind of like he did with China, you know? I mean, he, he came in talking tough about uh, China in general and also about Taiwan, and then basically I think China sort of humiliated him and, uh, you know, forced him to say, yes, I accept the one-state policy. I, I
2: think the job is actually changing him in some forms, you know, especially positioning. I think when he gets in there and he sees how it really is, It's kind of, and and again, he doesn't really have this political ideology. You know, he, he, he goes back and forth. So I definitely think there's some change in Trump. Matt Welch, thank you so much for joining the program, brother.